man, what's up, you beautiful people? This is Gary Horde, and this is this is the NWA. It's the podcast celebrating the past, present, future, history, legacy, and tradition of the greatest pro wrestling entity of all time, the National Wrestling Alliance, but I'm sure you already knew that. But tonight, we're talking about United Wrestling Network's primetime live. And uh, as always, I'm joined by my life partners, my lovers, my my special, special friends, just want to tell the kids. Uh, Dr. Rob Stinson. Hello, Rob. What's going on? What's going on? And uh, and the professor, Will Martin. Good evening. That was a very professor way <coughs> yes. of approaching this scenario. So I appreciate go, that. Go about get out you. your textbooks and turn to the chapter about tag team wrestling. We'll get started. Well, listen, if you can... Uh, you could either pay for textbooks or you can pay for four nights of UWN Primetime Live. I recommend the Primetime Live. Text, textbooks are expensive. You know what I'm saying? Rob. Right, Rob? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are. They are very expensive. <laughs> <laughs> and then they force you to buy the new edition, too, man. You know, it changed all the page numbers and it's like three things changed in it. But you still got to dish out the 120 bucks for the new edition. It's true. It's disgusting. The university system is flawed, and that's what we're talking about tonight here on <clears throat> This is the NWA podcast. Uh, no, no, nay. What we're talking about is tonight's show, and it was a big show. And uh, if it sounds like I'm a little lost, it's because I am on some things, but we're going to get into that. Uh, first of all, I guess I guess let's let's give shout outs to the people in the room. Thank you so much. Front row, Sean Mega, Woodland Goblin, the Alliance blog, uh, Stephen Wyan, NWA Gold, uh, Jake House here, front row. I, did I say front row? Front row gets like 80, 80 uh shout outs. Roxas 79. <laughs> you get so many people in the chat right now. Thank you guys so much for being here. If you missed out on UWN Primetime Live, well, stay tuned, baby birds. We're going to feed you. We're going to tell you exactly what happened on the show. And uh, we're going to recap it and give you our honest, authentic opinions. Will, Rob, do you have anything you want to say before we just like just jump in here and just start digging into to what happened tonight? What Dave Marquez presented to us, Billy Corgan, the slice uh, of gravy cake that they cut for us here this evening. I feel like, I feel like if you cut us loose, man, I'm just going to start. Uh, I never use the word filibuster, but I'll just start filibustering and just <laughs> do, do a, dump, a data dump right now. So I think uh, let's, I'm going to try to be more disciplined tonight. All right. All right. No, that makes perfect sense. Let's let's be disciplined. Let's walk through this show as it occurred. UWN starts off with our normal, perfect green screen background intros. Love it. Still love it. Loved it from the beginning. We'll never stop loving it. They were all fantastic. Mwah, chef's kiss. Perfect. And then we jump, we jump <laughs> right into... I don't know what just happened. <laughs> I think Rob's got an opinion. Yeah. You, you were not... A, all right, well... Uh, anyway, we get we get a couple of, of packages with like uh you know like Fred Rosser and Chris Dickinson are in there. Then we get Chris Dickinson entering the ring and uh, Fred Rosser's uh doing a promo over that. If Fred Rosser, I could I'm gonna be honest with you. Props to Fred Rosser for showing up tonight. I did not expect to see that guy because he got his arm 
wrecked last week on Primetime Live. So already a man's man showing up here uh, to take on Chris Dickinson because, as we know, Chris Dickinson don't play, and he is a legitimate threat to anyone. Took John Moxley to the limit on Bloodsport just the other week. So, I mean, this guy is the real deal. Uh, Chris Dickinson versus Fred Rosser, though, is our first match and our first of the semifinal matches that we get to see for the UWN Primetime Heavyweight Championship, the World's Heavyweight Championship, the United Wrestling Network Heavyweight Championship. Obviously, we know the the, the deal here. Uh, after last week, Rosser's going to have to protect his right arm. Apparently, he's aggravated an injury. Surgery is required. Uh, you know, Chris Dick, Dickens is going to be targeting this thing. And jumping into the match, they go right after it. Rosser's tried for the roll-up right at the beginning. <laughs> What's that? Oh, oh, he's, thought- just, that's, you know, he's just coughing. He's got COVID. Oh, Rob, you're going to have to put uh, COVID in check, dog. Yeah, put the mask on. I don't know if you heard, but we got a new president. That shit's gone. Um, <laughs> it's over now. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Well, between the end of uh, COVID and all the writings going on in the streets right now, it's been a traumatic week. We're not We're going to do this. I, I'm sorry that I did it. I just had to make a joke. It's going to open a can of gravy cake worms that we don't need to. Um <laughs> The only the, riot, the only riot is is Rob's jokes, man. You, you are, you are right. <laughs> Oh man! Hey, I want to give a shout out to all the nation uh, nation show folks who are in the chat tonight. Thank you guys so much for being here. We lo- we love what you guys do, and, and and we're so happy to have you here to hang out with us. This is awesome. Uh, yeah, synergy, synergy, synergy. I like that. I like that yeah. synergy. I made that. I made that. I made that word up. Yeah, you did just now. Yeah, Don't Google it. Uh, anyway, so so these guys, they go right after it. I mean, they're in there. Rosser like immediately jumps on Chris Dickinson, goes for a roll-up. No luck. It's a change of pace because Dickinson's usually the aggressor in all of his matches. So this is kind of interesting. Uh, and then what even blew my mind even more is they go right into an actual just like grappling match. These guys are like wrestling around like strict technical wrestling and it's uh i i personally was a huge fan of this one uh obviously the filthy father he targets that arm but give it to roster he takes it to him and stays on offense like a lot of the time here commentary commentary is doing a great job they're establishing that with that injured arm he's technically not in there with doctor's approval he was advised not to wrestle tonight but since it wasn't a concussion and he insisted the doctors said they couldn't hold him back they know how important the UWN heavyweight championship is, so they let him in. Um, as we expect, Dickinson eventually gets the upper hand, and like a shark smelling blood in the water, uh, all of his offense begins focusing on that primetime player's injured limb. Give it, give it up, though, because this match is back and forth the whole entire time. Roster takes it to the Dirty Daddy more than I think anybody has so far on primetime live. Uh, it's very admirable. I wouldn't want to go up against Dickinson if I was 100% fully healthy. He would make me crap my pants. So much less at 75% when I want to stand across the ring for this guy. I don't I don't know how many percent he was, to be honest. I don't know how much an arm is worth. Uh, I said 75, but I figured I think four limbs is 25 each. Anyway, uh, I don't know how many, I don't know how many percent he is, but Dickinson is a bear, is what I'm saying, and he's just mauling Rosser here. 
They're in and out of the ring, all over the place. But eventually, Dixon, Dickinson locks on the gator roll, rolls roster right into the center of the ring, locks on that arm bar, and there's just nowhere to go. And uh, Fred Rosser has to tap out. Chris Dickinson gets the win, and he is the first of the finalists. He will be competing for the UWN Heavyweight Championship. Rob, I know that you, as a classic wrestling fan, had to be analyzing this match up and down. What did you think of Chris Dickinson versus Fred Rosser? I, I hate to spoil like my ratings all the way at the very beginning of our show tonight, but this was my favorite match of the night. It was a, uh, it was uh, our Discord was lighting up. We were, we were all of us, you know, in the front row, and uh, J. Cal were all in there analyzing and all that. This was a long, long match, uh, longest match of the night. Also, if you don't count the seven inexplicable minutes of none of, of, of non-controlled tag team action uh, later on in the tag team match, uh, the championship match later on in the evening. Uh, but um, I like, uh, again, a lot of the contextualizing, uh, the fact that we know that Rosser is uh, one of the rare wrestlers who's experienced Tommy John surgery. For those of us like Jay Cal who are, and, and Will who love baseball, we know what a career-defining surgery that can be. Not everybody comes back from that. And to, to, to do it in baseball is one thing. To do it in wrestling is another. Um, and obviously um, we see what a superb technical wrestler both of these guys are. And I was just, it was just dawning on me as we were watching this that Dickinson might be the most superior, technically superior UWN talent that we've seen yet. If you take out of the equation a guy like Nick Aldis, um, he might be the purest technical wrestler we've seen, even more so than Mike Bennett. I mean, this guy is, is clearly, there's a reason this guy is going on, uh, on Bloodsport. And, um, I really, really enjoyed this match. I was, uh, Amused kind of at the point in the late in the ring when Dickinson got trapped in the ring skirt, and that gave uh, that gave Rosser an opportunity to kind of mount a little bit of offense there at the end, sort of the last little bit of flurry before the the mathematical equation uh, took effect. I think we knew that this was a foregone conclusion, probably five or six into this uh, minutes into this match, that being being uh, uh, severely limited uh, with that arm, that right arm. It was just a matter of time before Dickinson was going to be able to exploit that, being as knowledgeable and as dominant as a, a, a competitor as he is. So this was my favorite match of the night, man. I, I'm going to go back and look at it again later, uh, but I really, really was pleased. I have nothing but respect for Rosser and Dickinson. And Dickinson, no matter what he pops off and no matter what he says, it is clear to, except for the little, probably the little extra you know, 10 seconds where he held on to the to the arm bar there at the end after the match had been called. It's clear by his conduct in the ring, not necessarily by what he says, but by his conduct in the ring that he really ex- respects an opponent like Rosser. Really, really does. And he and even though you know he's been clamoring for for a real challenge week after week after week, every time he goes into the ring, this is a technical wrestler. And I think as an opponent, that's probably the biggest compliment you can get. That you're going to treat me with respect. Of, of, of observing the gentleman's rules of the squared circle. Yeah, you know, Rob mentions a foregone conclusion, and I think a, a lot of us felt that way, but Rosser put on a hell of a show against Dickinson. I don't think anybody walks in there uh, injured and takes on the man who's undefeated on primetime live. Uh, it, it just felt obvious, but uh, shout out Robert Bitt in the chat mentioning that drop that Rosser did to Dickinson back first on the hardest part of the ring. That was sick. Uh, Rosser felt like he had a chance, but Will, how did you feel? Like, did you feel like Rosser ever had a chance here, or like, what? What did 
what were you feeling going into this one? Uh, yeah, I felt like you had a chance. I mean, I thought it was a good back and forth match. I mean, we got to remember that the last time we saw Chris Dickinson, uh, he was getting, I don't want to say taken to the limit, but he, he was getting a, a hell of a match from, from Peter Avalon. So we've seen Chris Dickinson go from the guy who just runs people over to, you know, he's had matches with Max Caster uh, that were a little bit challenging. And I think they're telling a, a really good story, as we say, week after week of, of Chris Dickinson coming in. I want more. I want more. I feel like he's getting more every week. And this match tonight with Fred Rosser was no exception. I think it was the next step up for him, the next logical step. It made perfect sense. Uh, hands down match of the night for me as well, Rob, right up top. Um, I didn't know at the time it was going to be match of the night. And looking back on it, I'm just a little disappointed remembering how naive I was at that point and uh, how expectant I was. And uh, we'll get into all that, but uh, no, it was an incredible, it was an incredible match. And um you know, as we'll come to find out uh, later, we we predicted the finals pretty accurately and we're going to get the match that all three of us have wanted. Um, and so I think uh, I think it was a great match. Great conclusion. Um, you know, I, I, I love the uh, targeting of of the arm, all that. I mean, Fred Rosser didn't seem like at first that was going to slow him down. But, you know, as, as Rob mentioned, I mean, the math just tells you that the longer the match goes on, the more that's going to break down and the more it gets targeted, the harder it's going to get for him. And um, so, you know, it, it, it was a foregone conclusion, but it was still a super, super entertaining match. Yeah, I think I'm with you guys that this is probably uh, ultimately my favorite match of the night as well. Uh, and of course, yeah, there's a lot of stuff you got to talk about. Uh, but for better or worse, we ended up predicting this thing right. I mean, we're getting the finalists that we expected to get. Uh, and we'll get to that. Before we do, we have to move on through the show here. Uh, we've got jo uh, Todd Kenley, Blake Troop, and uh, is it Jason Kincaid? I swear to God, I never mean to mess this up, but it's Kincaid. Uh, on the call, Mr. Kincaid, I, I apologize if I just messed up your name. I am a fan of yours. You have a, a, a very cool commentary voice, and uh, I am, I am uh, envious of your skill. But uh, all that said, uh, they throw back to John Roberts in the back with the real money bros. Uh, big Money Clutch and Sugar facing off with four minutes of heat. There's a big kerfluffle. Heat uh, has Will all day, so the uh, bros invite in Cam. Uh, and we've got our first ever six-man tag team match on Primetime Live. Uh, so here we go. It's four minutes of heat. Uh, who are the Defy Tag Team Champions? They're Rock God, Ricky Gibson, and Freak Nasty Eddie Pearl versus the Reality of Wrestling Champion Will, or I'm sorry, along with the Reality of Wrestling Champion Will All Day. Uh, reality Wrestling, that's Booker T's school, so you know that's uh, quality stuff there. Uh, and they are taking on the Big Money Bros., which are Big Money Clutch and R&B Shug with Cam. Uh, I have I have a few things here. I this this match is all over the place. We've seen I think everybody here before. They're all talented. Uh, I think Cam has a lot going for him. Uh, he's got that I don't care attitude and and a, a weird vape obsession. I don't understand just the one name Cam. Um, I also didn't think he matched well with the real money bros. If I'm just being honest, uh, I, cause truth be told, I think if we had to say it at real money bros, definitely carry the prize fight wrestling attitude that we, 
uh, tend to dig. So uh, I kind of, I kind of like. The, I, I'm a huge fan of them. I guess I'll just come out and say it. Um, I did. Uh, I did like the match. It was all over the place, uh, but a lot of belts. A lot of belts floating around at the beginning of this, so it gets kind of confusing when you see that, I think. Um, I don't want to knock like anybody. Like I want people to represent what they've got and that sort of thing, but it's also like I don't I don't know. I don't know what the point is where you get like too many belts floating around on a show and then you get kind of odd about it. But uh we'll we'll talk about that in a minute. I mean, I just uh my notes from this match were just that uh I'd love to see Will All Day versus Leo Rush. Uh, I did love the triple team backstabber that got set in motion by the big top rope boot uh, four minutes and all day certainly seemed to have the most functional tag team I'd argue, uh, but it was not enough. Uh, Cam and the real buddy bros uh, end up winning. This as uh, as Cam appears to sneak in a cheap shot and the real buddy bros hit the flat ladder that they do. And it's over one, two, three, uh, real buddy bros and Cam. Well, uh, as, as our resident tag team dude, how'd you feel about this one altogether? <clears throat> well, it's like I always say, the best way to ruin a, t- a great tag team match is to throw a couple of completely unrelated people out of left field into it and make it a six man tag match. Um, maybe an unpopular opinion, but I am not a fan of six man tag matches. Uh, I, I I can get on board if they make sense, if it's a faction, if we're talking about the Freebirds or if we're talking about, you know, three of the four horsemen or something like that. That makes sense to me. But I am really, really tired of these scenarios where there's a tag team and then it's a buddy um, and then the other tag team just finds a buddy. It, it just it does. It doesn't it doesn't click in my mind. And I think I viewed the whole match with that bad taste in my mouth. So I didn't thoroughly enjoy it or, or see it for for what it really was everybody in that match super great talents respectable guys uh doing great work um but the match dynamic for me just just fell flat i, I didn't get into it rob uh curious of your opinion on this one put on the glasses now it's getting real the, the notes are breaking out i got true true story i go to my the uh Go to get my, my prescription updated, and I I've been going to the same doctor for years. He's known me half my life, and I went in and I said, uh, "Man, something's wrong, man. My my eyes are not healthy." He did the inspection. He's like, "Nah, your eyes are very very healthy." He's like, "Nah, they're not." I'll tell you, in the last three months, in the last three months, I've lost like all close up vision. And he said, "You're not unhealthy, brother. You're old." <laughs> now, now my doctor's like. He's like about seven, eight years younger than me. So he's, you know, he he's very youthful, but he's great family member. And uh, but I'm getting old, so I got I got to read my notes because there's a few points. Let me say first, I agree uh, with Will's assessment. He's the most knowledgeable about this when it comes to tag teams, and I I agree. Um, I don't hate six man tag team, but I guess probably for the same reason that Will said, I like to see faction conflicts like uh, Von Erichs versus uh, Free Birds as classic stuff when it's related to a feud. That kind of thing, but when you're when unless there's a six man tag team title on the line, it really takes the prize fight out of it. And uh, and like you said, Gary, the uh, the uh, Money Brothers, the real Money Brothers, are a prize fight tag team. Um, I wanted to point out that we have a couple of different promotions represented by with uh, four minutes of heat. We've got a reality of wrestling, 
with Will all day, who I'm a big fan of. I think he's got a great look for a small guy. And you know what I what I think about small guys in the ring, uh, the ring with big guys. But I, I believe you told that. us previously that you hate all small people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's why you love me and Gary that. so much. <laughs> that that all belt, all four nine of me. Hey, and, and, and while I'm saying this, I want to acknowledge because I mentioned her earlier. One of the great members of the NWA fam uh, lobbies in the in the chat right now. So, a uh, big shout out to her. Um, hey. I love the fact that uh, Will Bay's belt uh, represent uh, looks just like the old world class Texas title. <laughs> <laughs> we do. We do the second. We, that we know exactly what you're talking about. We'll get <laughs> it's it. We love it's you, Bobby. We're we're going to talk about. It. We're working our way there. Yes. Um, I love the fact that Booker T is acknowledging the the great Texas tradition with that Texas title. Uh, Before WT, uh, World Class Championship Wrestling, left the NWA uh, back in 85, 86, uh, Alliance blog or Front Row can correct me specifically, I think it was 85 or 86, that Texas title was the the premier belt in World Class Championship Wrestling uh, because the world's title was the title that Ric Flair held or Harley Race, or whoever was the NWA champion at the time. And so that Texas title had the, the air of a regional title, and I love seeing that belt around Will all day's waist. It's a beautiful title, one of my favorite belts ever. I love it. So it's cool that we have a lot of belts in there, and it made me think, and I, I let me know if I'm just diverging here, but I was thinking, you know, the ne- next to like MMA, boxing, and pro wrestling, the closest thing prize fighting that I can think of is chess. In uh, chess, you got people that vie for championships, uh, and, but they have uh, they have uh, international ratings. They they have a point score that they earn. And I was, I was seeing all these people with all these belts in the ring. I was like, it'd be cool if we could get somehow all the key components of the NWA fam. I'm talking about Nation Show. I'm talking about Alliance Blog. I'm talking about RJ. Us to kind of develop some sort of international rating system when we have when we can kind of value add and weight all these different participants in a match like this that otherwise doesn't have any kind of real meaning on the on the impact of uh, uh, prize fighting per se, it'd be cool just as a curiosity piece, just to say, hey, we've got three guys in here that's got that have an international class rating of over a hundred or over a thousand, whatever the point system would, would be, like they do in chess. Um, I did. Uh, we can talk about that more, but uh, that just kind of dawned on me. I made a note in here. No, I actually, <laughs> as you were saying that, I've been thinking about a lot of the ways like we could bring more value to things, and and I think that's something a lot of people don't tackle. Like you see, uh, sorry, sorry to cut you off, Rob, but the you, you see people jump in, and and like a lot of the discussion strictly re- revolves around AEW or impact or wwe and you know like if you're lucky it's impact and and roh and that kind of thing but to to really bring in like these people that are busting their ass regularly on the independent scene and in other countries and that sort of thing it would be kind of cool to really get some legitimate rankings of what what we thought of these people yeah absolutely feels really mathy to me it feels does feel really messy for me, but but you know what? That's why we have Rob. That's why that's why Rob is here. Yeah, and, and just think, you know, too, remember wrestling is it's like chess. Wrestling, prize fighting, and chess. This is the reason why they're so smart because they're both at the same time, both science and art. We can look at Chris Dickinson and uh, and roster and, and know this is going to be a fantastic match. But it's a really a mathematical equation at this point. If we're going to if we're going to be real about it. Um, 
the Queen's Gambit. I have not seen it yet. I, I'm, I'm a big fan of chess. Uh, I'm not very good at it. My daughter, Pi- uh, Piper, actually is better at it than I am. My son knows. Jennifer just watched it and told me how good it was. I had a buddy at work just telling me how good it was. Everybody's watching this show. I don't know anything yeah. about it. Well, I haven't watched one, it, Gary. Thank you. If you watch like a movie like Searching for Bobby Fischer, if you read Bobby Fischer Goes to War, if you read like like uh, like the Real Gamers or, or things like that, you'll get a sense of, of a rating system. But I think with something like UWN, it it's, would be a it's this important uh, for me. I don't have time for anything else. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, with UWN, we're seeing a lot of a lot of great independent talent, a lot of different promotions rated, and if we could find some way to value weight. Because you've got the major promotions out there, like you were saying, WWE, AEW, NWA, I feel Ring of Honor, Impact, and those that would carry something. But then you have like, like we see uh, um, tonight, we see uh, um, a freaking Lexi Ryan with the Future Stars of Wrestling Championship, who is making a name for herself. And just because she's not a mainstay on AEW doesn't mean this woman doesn't deserve universal respect. And I think. You know, adding a number to something is somewhat contrived, but it's a part of the picture. But it's a helpful part. It's like in education when we do standardized testing. A lot of educators just really despise it, and there's a part of me that does too. But it's, it's. I mean, it's like, what's the alternative, you know? So having some way in a, in a promotion like this that, that showcases like a, a menagerie, a lot of talent from across the world, it would be good to come up with some sort of registered international system of people that should be recognized. But anyway, I think, uh, what uh, I was just going to say, I think a lot of people would be fans of that. And it's like the only people not on board with this. I mean, I'm seeing people in the chat. I, I was just, it, it just had my brain firing about, you know, they were saying they wish WWE would do this thing. Um, and uh, I think it's rock says 79. So it was pretty cool seeing cross promotion matches. It'd be amazing if WWE would allow that. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, you know, th- this has been a this has been if there's been a uh, one major beautiful point that I think we can get out of UWN Primetime Live. It's been this cross promotional aspect of everything. There are these people coming in from all over the place. And literally, I think the only people that it appears want nothing to do with it are WWE. You know, it's like WWE are the ones that are outside of this. They don't let their wrestlers appear on any other kind of shows or anything like that. But we've seen, I mean, the the next major brand, uh, you could argue, is either AEW or New Japan Pro Wrestling, and they've had talent on this show. So um, I don't think anybody else is off limits. It's just the WWE folks. And so it's a a shame if we can't, you know, have this. I, I think... I think the idea would be the the outcast would be the WWE here. And um, as far as the belts go, you guys have spun me around. I, I, I talked a little trash about it at first, but actually now that, that you guys are talking about it, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of with it. Like it, it, it's kind of cool. I, I think what I was thinking at first is that it would be tougher to explain to a casual fan, like where all of these things come from. Um, but Maybe that's the idea. Maybe this is not the show for the casual fan. Maybe this is fans of pro wrestling just in general and uh, like hardcore fans of pro wrestling. But anyway, Rob, I've, I've rambled, but go ahead. No, 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 no. That's right. And thinking, you know, when we get this finals between uh, this epic, and uh, we're going to get to the Bennett match early, but this final match that Chris Dickinson is in against his opponent that we'll discuss here in a few minutes, it'd be cool to be able to say, look, you know, this guy's held this title or doesn't have this title, but he has earned 
an international, you know, masterclass rating of 800, which, you know, is really, really high. So whether he has belts or not. So anyway, just, just an aside, uh, the match to me was uh, the only, the only other note I made about this match was that it, it peeved me a little bit. And I didn't hate the match. I thought it was very entertaining, very, a lot going on. The only thing that peeved me at the end was when they referred to the cheap shot that Cam made at the very end. I'm like, cheap shot? I was like, what are you talking about? Like, this match was all over the place. There was no cheap shot <laughs> going I was saying it. I said, apparently there was a cheap shot because I did not notice it. It wasn't until the commentary was mentioning the cheap shot that apparently came from Cam. I was like, oh, yeah, I guess – I guess he did. I don't know. Well, I had a during a melee, man. That's <laughs> there's no. I don't even know who the legal man was, but uh, I really am big, and you guys have known from previous shows. This this tag team, uh, Real Money Brothers, man. I like these guys a lot. I like them a lot, yeah. and I think they're they're big time. These these are superstars in the making. So. Yeah, anyway, I saw I, I saw uh, uh, our our boy Jay Cal in the chat mentioned he's not a huge fan, and 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 I don't get that because I. Uh, these, this is one of the tag teams that I learned of because of this show that I'm actually, they've grown on me big time. Like, I'm, I, I think they have a lot of promise. They, they seem like a legit functioning tag team, just good with each other as a team, like what they're doing and, and just badasses and they're focused. And I mean, they make it very clear, obviously they're about the money, but that's prize fight wrestling. I mean, that's, that's what it is. It's like, they're going in there to beat somebody up to win the prize. And uh, that's, that's, I, I don't know everything about them. I'm, I'm cool with right now. And we'll, uh, we'll, it just so happened that one team had all of the, all of the, the titles, but the other team won. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's a good point. Um, yeah, but I, I'm with you. I, I, Will all day, like you mentioned him. I mean, he's he's worth a mention. That guy, he, he is he's on the smaller side, and but he is very athletically gifted. Like I, I literally, as I was watching, I was like, man, I bet him and Leah Rush would like tear the house down. I bet they would just destroy each other. Um, all right, so uh, moving on from that matchup, John Roberts is in the back with Davy Boy Smith Jr. Uh, uh, David Way Smith Jr. says he's sorry he missed the tournament. Uh, he vows that he is coming back. He's going to be competing on UWN Primetime Live. And he's got his eyes on whoever wins this tournament. He was supposed to be in the heavyweight championship tournament, but he can't be. But he will be watching. And uh, so uh, I think that's a easy first, first feud for whoever does win this thing. David Boy Smith Jr. is out there. Waiting in the wings to see who comes out with this title. He wants a shot. And uh, I, I, I like David Boy Smith Jr. He's a legitimate challenger. And uh, I, I don't know if he was related to any kind of COVID situation or what the deal was that he didn't end up. Uh, so I probably shouldn't speculate. But uh, it was cool to at least see him show up on the show and, and acknowledge himself. Um, next match up on the show was the Serpent of Evil Vipress. Versus Unstoppable Lacey Ryan, and uh, this is a rematch on UWA Primetime Live. I don't know is maybe this is the first time this has happened on Primetime Live, uh, but it is for the Future Stars of Wrestling Women's Championship. Um, I gotta also mention that Lacey Ryan could also be 
uh, very soon the first ever Mission Pro Wrestling Champion if she beats La Rosa Negra on December 11th at MPW's Run It Back show. You guys should check that out if you haven't already been checking out Mission Pro Wrestling. Uh, owned and operated by Thunder Rosa. All women run. It is a beautiful, beautiful show. Uh, God bless Todd Kenley. Uh, staying on top of things and mentioning that himself. I love continuity and TK consistently delivers on this stuff. He's, he's so, so good about that. Uh, speaking of continuity, one could argue that even Viperus was watching tape as she immediately, as the bell rang, focuses it right in on Lacey Ryan's leg, uh, which viewers of Mission Pro Wrestling know is not at 100%. Um, I just got to say here, y'all, I love Lacey Ryan. She is so good. So, so good. And I'm not taking anything away from Vipers, by the way. She's fantastic in her own right. I just really dig how physically solid and intense Lacey Ryan is. It's impressive. Uh, back to Vipers, though. I mean, she stays on that leg. It's a great psychological match between these two ladies. Even, might I add, concentrating, or though Vipers countered the knee exploder that Lacey Ryan does. And I haven't seen that before. That is one of the coolest finishers and Vipers counters. It has it scouted, turns it into a leg lock. I was super impressed with Vipers during this part. However, it only works once Lacey kicks uh, her in the head several times. It's just too much, too much. She's too powerful. She fought out, wrestles Vipers back into the same scenario, but this time, she knees Viper's heads off, her Viper's head off, and uh, gets the one, two, three winner, Lacey Riot. Uh, Will, where are you at on this one, buddy? Fantastic match. I love the continuity. Um, I, I had I, I thought about it when the match first started, you know, just seeing Lacey Ryan several nights ago. Um, and uh, when when that became a factor in this match. Uh, it just excited me as a wrestling fan. I love to see not only continuity within promotions, but from promotion to promotion when when uh, athletes like this are competing uh, all across in different promotions. So that was great. Uh, I thought it was a great match. Tough fought match. Uh, Lacey earned it. I mean, she really showed herself and, uh, you know, not not to not to disregard UW and primetime live. I mean, we're doing a show about it. Uh, but to me, this was, this did more for establishing her credibility going into the finals for that mission pro uh, title, <clears throat> just for her overcoming the odds and uh, retaining tonight was just a big deal. So I think it's, it's cool to see this match on primetime live, but it's part of a bigger story for me. And and I'm sure for, for you guys too, as, as fans of mission pro wrestling, that it's just a step in, in her journey to uh, trying to, to get, uh, become the first ever mission pro champion. So uh, it, it was great. I love that this match was on the card. Um, it, it was, as I said, hard fought, super entertaining. Um, they continue to knock it out of the park with the female talent that they are uh, showcasing every week on primetime live. So it's always a bright spot. I got to say, Rob, I mean, you were, you were literally in uh Buda, Texas uh, at mission pro wrestling tournament out of hell. You saw Lacey Ryan advance through the thing. So you got to see her up close and personal. Uh, this had to feel pretty cool that she's also like a central centered part of, this show tonight uh 
what what can you what can you tell us about uh, Lacey Wright and this match and how you felt like just uh, it, it, the coolness factor of I guess seeing her up close and personal and then right here on Primetime Live. Yeah, uh, if if you didn't watch us uh, on Sunday when we were kind of going over Tournament Out of Hell, we established or I think we agreed that there are certain tiers of talent in in Mission Pro. This is very important, I think, a very important discussion because you've got talent when you're when you're starting something new. You've got to have somebody there to add credibility to it. And that's where Thunder Rosa comes in. That's where La Rosa Negra, that's where um, where Lace Fine comes in. They're, these are established women who uh, who are veterans, who are universally respected, who establish credibility. Then you've got that, that second tier um, that are really going to be the future, that eventually the, the torch will be handed to them, kind of like, you know, Sting and the Ultimate Warrior coming up at the time that Flair and, and Hogan were dominating. And that would be uh, Maddie Rinkowski, Burt Dixon, and Rachel Rose. And again, hats, hats off to Todd Kennedy, one of the best, one of the best in the game at Con for giving acknowledgement to Burt Dixon and Rachel Rose and mentioning their name uh, on, on UWN. I think it just shows his scholarship, his precision in reporting good prize fight wrestling. And it was way cool. Let me tell you, Lacey Ryan is just cool. She is extremely personable, very nice, very generous with her time. She is a heck of an athlete. She is a very technically sound wrestler. Next to uh, Dickinson, she might have been the most sound wrestler technically on the card. And uh, this match did something that UWN has consistently done week after week, and that is uh, win us over with women's wrestling, which is uh, when it when it, it, it scenario like this is the best in the world. Um, I didn't feel like this was the first rematch because I feel like just the way UW pitches it, it felt like even though Thunder Rosa, Serena D, even though that was an AEW match the first time, it felt like they sold it. Hey, this is a rematch, and they 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 didn't pull any wool over anybody's eyes. They acknowledged that hey, this is this is a second time for these two. So it felt like another rematch in a series of great rematch women's rematches. And I think we'll see a lot more of that uh, going forward. But I really like this match. Uh, this is probably my second or third favorite match on the card tonight. I think I'm with you. I mean, I, I when, when you guys dropped in with Chris Dickinson uh, and Fred Rosser being your favorite match, I had not like established that yet in my own mind. And I think I probably would lean with you guys, but this was the other match in contention for that for me. Uh, these these two ladies like really took it to each other. And I think it says something uh, consistently on UWN primetime live, like you mentioned, Doc, that uh, the, the the women that come to UWN primetime live, they bring it every single time. Like they do not play, and we're going to get even more of that next week, which I know you're excited about. But we'll talk about that as it comes up. But uh, I, I do want to point out too, uh, again, not to step on you, but uh, I love the fact that uh, I can't. I don't know if it was Kincaid or Troop or Kenley. I think it was Kenley who said who mentioned prize fight wrestling at the end specifically. And uh, I just love that he's throwing these little acknowledgments, these little nods in there just saying, hey, we, 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 we hear what's being said. We agree with you. This is what we're trying to do here. And at the end of this match, this is when he pitched that, that, hey, what we just saw was a prize fight. And, and, and we're bringing you prize fight wrestling. So I really like that. I cannot kiss Todd Kinley's ass enough. Um, the guy has <laughs> the guy has been so good to us. 
No, he 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 name dropped us and the Alliance blog, our boy Jay Cal over there uh tonight, and he's done it before. And uh no, God God bless the guy. He's he's a good man, and uh he he's you know, he's obviously he's got a job to do, but he's also very good at throw it in there that he he hears what's being said. He he's he's part of the conversation out in the public as well. And uh so so very, very cool of him to do that. And yeah, prize fight wrestling, absolutely. I mean, late Lacey Ryan Lacey Ryan is just like she's a signing away from just being, I mean this girl's ready to go head to head with Bailey or Sasha Banks or whoever you want to throw her in there with. I mean, I, maybe I'm crazy. I know I'm not a wrestler myself, so I don't, you know, want to completely speak out of turn, but for what my eyes see on the screen, this woman can go one-on-one with literally any other woman wrestler in the business right now. Like, I I don't see why there'd be an issue. Uh, So let's, let's do this. Let's, Let's just have it. This is this is the Hang one, on. fellas. Got to <laughs> yeah, yeah. Got to down that white right, claw. I already already poured some more whiskey. Have been working on it. Uh, our friend Lavi, all the way over in Italy, has been hanging out, just waiting for this moment. I hope she's still there. We we are here. Everybody's here. We've got a crowd. Let's talk about this NWA World Tag Team Championship match. So here's the deal. Uh, Aaron Stevens came out last week and he promised that he had figured out a way to get the question mark back into the United States of America. And uh, question mark was going to be there. They wanted to take on James Storm and Eli Drake. Um, I was thinking that with the loss of the national title, we'd seen the last of Stevens for a while. And I, I will admit just this once that I'm glad that's not the case. I'm actually a huge fan of Aaron Stevens. Like I, I think we've seen a lot coming out of that national title feud. Uh, I'm a fan of what he does. I, I see, I see the light with Aaron Stevens. But anyway, Aaron Stevens does enter the uh, Thunder Studios here tonight alone. Seems to be looking around for question mark. Uh, no question mark in sight, and the champs make their entrance. James Storm and Eli Drake. Uh, walk out, and I, I mean, immediately my thought was, which made all of this uh, all the more harsh, is that when James Storm and Eli Drake walked out, I was like, this is such a badass team. Like, these two guys are brilliant together. Like, they just look like, I don't care if it's Kitty Omega and Hangman Page or the Young Bucks or FTR or uh, you know, the new day or whoever it is, these guys are ready to go toe to toe with any other tag team you can throw at them in the business. This is a legit tag team. Okay. I just need to get that out. Uh, so they walk out. Stevens is on the mic. Everybody's wondering where question mark is. Uh, Steven says, uh, where is he? Where is he? Where is he? And all of a sudden, J.R. Kratos attacks Storm and Drake from behind. And, um, well, well, let's work our way through this. Wolf, Kratos is a big old boy. I was a fan of seeing him against Mike Bennett. It was a cool match that he had. I like Kratos. Uh, he's intense. He's huge. Uh, 
Aaron Stevens is yelling out about like you can't prove uh, that he's not question mark. Uh, so I guess that's going to be point A when we get through this. Uh, well, let, let's go to it. Uh, Rob, I got to ask you, just as the resident expert on uh, uh, question mark and Aaron Stevens, since we can't see his face, is is Kratos is Kratos really the question mark? Has he been the question mark the whole time? Uh, it's hard to tell, ma'am. It's hard to tell. <laughs> Are you, you want me to like, uh, you want me to go into my analysis? <laughs> He's like, do you want me to shoot or roll with the BS you spit right now? Because um, my girl, no, well, well, here, my let's, girl, let's do it for the people. Lobbies, my girl lobbies in here. And, uh, I, know. On the I want to be diplomatic, but on the other hand, for her sake, I want to be real. So yeah, uh, I, I think I think we owe it to people like Lobby to be real here. Uh, so okay. let's let's here's here's what happened for folks that didn't see it. Uh, I I it's it's not the question mark. It's it's J.R. Kratos. Uh, unless you buy into Aaron Stevens saying that it could have potentially been uh, the question mark the whole time. Uh, I'm not personally a fan of the bait and switch. Uh, I'm I'm leery on selling a promise that you don't deliver on that's that's my stance ultimately so moving on into the match uh these teams start brawling they're all over the outside bell every bell never even rigs for a while they're everywhere so it's like a no dq match for a good bit finally drake and stevens roll in the ring and the ref gets us going uh i do want to give props to james storm because uh he's one of those dudes that god bless him he was on tonight's episode of impact wrestling uh, for anybody who didn't see that, he was on Access TV. Chris Saban was searching for somebody to watch his back since Alex Shelley's currently on the shelf. Uh, James Storm came out, and he's backing him up. They're going to be teaming together this Saturday. So James Storm, two places, one night, uh, pulling the old Lex Luger uh, wow. back in the day. So uh, good for him. But uh, long story short, uh, this match goes on. And, you know what? I'm not even going to waste anybody's time. I think that we were, uh, a lot of us were like, okay, fun trick Aaron, but uh, Aaron was like, this is legit. And they win. They win the NWA Tag Team Championship. Uh, so, so here we are. Uh, <laughs> I don't I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna feel the room. So now, Rob, I'm gonna throw to you and let you introduce your analysis, or, or should we go to Will, the resident tag team expert? You tell me, because Will might, Will might say what I'm gonna say. So, all right, Will, we'll, we'll talk to you first. How you feeling, buddy? Uh, Um, I'm feeling terrible. Um, because don't hold back, Will. I'm not going to. I'm not going to because we come, we come on here and uh, we are. Um, I mean, we are the, this is the NWA podcast and we love the NWA and we're going to look at it, uh, as, um, fairly as we can, obviously we're going to be a little biased and we're going to love some of the things that a casual wrestling fan might hate just because of our allegiance to the national wrestling Alliance. But I, I, I will tell you everything that I didn't like about this. Uh, the things you guys have already mentioned, the bait and switch, uh, the fact that, you know, there's potentially people uh, in the world that bought this pay-per-view because they are fans of the question mark. 
Um, and you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to be over dramatic and call that fraud, but I mean, it is a pay-per-view. It's not a, it's not a YouTube show. It's not a cable television show that people can tune in or not. I mean, people paid money for it. That's my first rub with it. Um, when, when I realized that the, the question mark probably wasn't actually there, I did actually get a little bit excited because I thought, oh man, they're going to one up it. Uh, they're going to bring in somebody else from the NWA, somebody else that uh, is a big name that uh, is going to really elevate this match and kind of, you know, make you forget about the fact that question mark wasn't there. And that uh, this is no shade on, on J.R. Kratos, but he was not the guy to fill that role uh, for us NWA fans. I've seen him in a total of one match in my lifetime. Uh, and that's, I, I'm, I'm assuming um, just from what I've seen of him, he, he's a great talent, very accomplished. Um, but when you're looking in terms of WWE or not WWE, NWA fans uh, and uh what we're used to. I mean, I was just really excited to see those belts defended. Um, and I wanted it to be an NWA story and it wasn't. And so that was my first, my first beef, I guess, with the whole thing. Um, the second part of that is that especially enhanced by the fact that I realized the question mark wasn't going to be there. Um, I was just really, really reminded how freaking badass James Storm and Eli Drake are with their entrance, with the music, um, with their promo at the beginning of the show and all that. And man, I just really found myself thinking, oh no, like you just resold me on them. I haven't seen the belts in a while. I've seen, I've seen Eli and I've seen James separately, but now I'm seeing them again together wearing those belts. And I'm like, these are the guys, these are, these are the champs, you know? And I was back in and, and I, you know, I thought there's no way they're going to lose it now. This is just, you know, a good way to get them on the show and remind us all about the tag belts. And then the finish um, was just plain awful. I mean, and you guys might disagree, but I, it just felt like a WWE finish to me. There was a chair shot that wasn't caught on camera. The the commentary had to tell us. Um, and, and I know there's a lot going on and, and production are trying to keep up with it, and that's fine. But if that was part of what was supposed to happen, they, they could have at least showed us. So I, I was told there was a chair shot. There was a a slight distraction and a a low blow. And then we have new tag champs. And it was just, I I was just deflated because I'm like, okay, you know, and and they can totally prove me wrong. They can totally turn this into something that is amazing. But for this match, I had no storyline. I had no reason to believe that Aaron Stevens and Kratos have had any kind of relationship up until now. Um, there was no reason for me to believe that those guys should hate James Storm and Eli Drake. Uh, the just the lack of storyline and the swerve, all of that just totally took me out of this match. And that, on top of the fact that I was already so excited to see the NWA tag belts again, uh, to see him defended, and it just, man, it it, it was severely disappointing for me. 
If I can, let me jump in there just to say, I mean, like what you're saying is is 100% spot on to exactly how I felt. And uh, before I throw to Rob, I, I, you know, what one thing you mentioned about Kratos is, I mean, you, you've seen him once in your life and he didn't win. Like he's not even a guy who won his match. Like it's uh, it, it's tough. It's tough to accept. And uh, and then again, just to maybe over overly hammer home this point. I'm not a fan. I'm leery of the bait and switch uh, for selling something that you're not going to deliver because I feel like fans, like well, one thing we're trying to escape with all of this is that WWE mentality. And I feel like WWE regularly, like either just doesn't even tell you what's coming up on Raw or SmackDown, or they just say like one match and it may or may not happen. It doesn't matter. Like they don't seem to think that it matters at all. Like they don't seem to care like uh they're like nobody's gonna remember there's 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 alternatives there's alternatives like you like it would have been totally fine for aaron stevens to come out a couple of weeks ago and say you know what i might have lost the national title i want the tag belts i'm gonna find a partner i'm gonna find somebody here in the uwn universe and we're gonna come after those nwa tag titles and then if it if it turns out to be kratos i'm a lot more accepting of that scenario you know what I mean? Like that That's makes a lot more sense. Yeah. He's been hanging out in the locker room. Kratos has been back in the locker room. Maybe they formed a, an alliance. I, that's a lot more believable to me than the bait and switch. So that's really the main the, the main breaking point for me. You know, if, well, if, they well, had done I, it, I, if they had told the story a different way, I would have probably been a little more bought into this match. Well, I'm watching our friend Lavi in the chat talk about just like how disappointed she is because people do care. And I mean, I, I feel like that's part of it. That legitimately is. And Rob, I, I'm sorry, I'm going to throw to you here. But uh, uh, one of the things that that really bugs you, bugs it, because I think you can relate to this as a person who showed up that the first time I ever saw you is you're in attire with your whole family dressed in question mark and Aaron Stevens gear. It's like, why, you know, and again, with respect, because we're fans of the NWA, so I want to make sure that I'm being clear. We're not trying to be just dicks for the sake of being dicks. But if we're being critical, uh, it's that either you believe in the characters you've created or you don't, it seems like to me. And so that if you believe that Question Mark is legitimately a huge draw, like you believe question mark is a reason that people would have bought this show tonight, that question mark would sell tickets, uh, that sort of thing. Then that's a risky move that you play not using him because I would argue that question mark is one of their most over acts. You would not advertise edge and not deliver edge. You would not. Well, and that's why I say you gotta. If that's what you're gonna do, you gotta come in with with a superstar. You gotta come in, and it's like, oh my gosh, it's Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> you know, like yeah. you gotta do something to like blow everyone away so they forget who so you they originally. Forget what the hell they were expecting? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I mean, you know. So all right, Rob, we we've rambled. Go ahead, sir. No, no. The doctor. Yeah. Let the doctor speak. Well, I want to. I want to try to be as balanced as I can because you guys know, I mean, Lobby knows I'm very emotionally invested in this. You can't tell me. Question mark is one of the biggest, most fan over um, personas in the NWA. You don't just go to Twitter, man. You got guys called Mongrobian Mike. You got the Mm -hmm. Matt 
man, you got people that have 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 assumed personalities of their own because they're inspired by by this. You know, you got Lobby from Italy now. I mean, she 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 tuned in to see this now. See, they got us right. They know we 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 can posture all they want to. I'm not I'm him. Blah, blah. They know we're gonna buy all of it. I'm gonna buy every NWA thing related ever because I love the NWA. So they got me. They don't have to. They don't have to please me. They gotta please people out there for whom this this means something. Okay, so I I, I just want to dwell on the negative for at first, and then I want to draw out some a lot of positives too, if I can. Okay, because I really do want to be diplomatic, and that's what I love about this very intelligent community. You guys all know I'm the resident Republican. Ain't no ain't no doubt about it. But I've never <gasps> felt judged. <laughs> I've never felt what? judged. How do we how do we kick Rob off this? There we go. All right. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Rob. <laughs> I've never felt judged at all by any, anybody in this family that we are. We we can we can have intelligent conversation and all that. So I, I, I want to say um, that my first obvious I'm disappointed, man. I mean, I, I was looking to see the question mark tonight, and not that not that uh, I I, I kind of like just because I try to stay as informed about you know, on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram as I can. I saw Josephus, who is in no way related to question mark at all. But I did see that uh, that he was in uh, Nashville tonight because he Facebook live from Nashville. And I know he and question mark run in the same circles. And I was thinking we if question mark was going to be in California. Surely he'd be in California, you know. And um, so it started. I started feeling I got a weird feeling. I was like, man, something doesn't feel right. And then uh when uh, Aaron Stevens came out, who had fabulous makeup on, <laughs> let's get that straight. <laughs> I mean, uh, <laughs> that eyeliner was top notch. It was on yeah. point. Top notch. It was on point. I, I mean, you know, this this is the only Republican you'll hear say that. But go ahead, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I started getting uh, my, my stomach started started sinking. Then I was thinking, wait a second, they're gonna some freaking Ric Flair is about to walk out of this mug. Doggone, doggone. <laughs> Nick <laughs> yeah, all this is about to come out, you know. So, and oh yeah, crazy. I mean that would have worked. <laughs> yeah, it would have worked, you know, because the swer- swerves are okay, but the swerves have to, like Will was saying, the swerves swerves are great, but they but to do a swerve it must over deliver, not under deliver. And and now let me switch to the positive, okay? Because I do want to be diplomatic here. I don't want to. It's not Kratos's fault, okay? Kratos is obviously oh, not no. doing this. He's a guy who is an impressive guy. He's giving me crazy Jacks Dane vibes. This is a big, physically impressive guy who can work. The fact that he lost a match notwithstanding, this is a guy who is a brutal force. It's obvious to me that he's the junior man in this partnership. And, and what told to tell to me about that was at the end of the match, when they're looking at the belts, Aaron had to point over to, to Kratos and say, one of these belongs to you. Pick it up. You know, and so he's kind of like he's asserted his authority. Uh, Eric Stevens is one of the biggest, baddest, best wrestlers. I don't care comedy gimmick, whatever you want to say about it. He is one of the best entertainers, one of the best athletes, one of the true, truly skilled people. This is a guy who in real life shoot, is a martial artist who studies multiple disciplines and can go with anybody. Not to, 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 not to mention the fact that he's just crazy educated. And every time he says something, you have to, you have to, you have to really listen because there's things that you're not catching, you know. So, I like seeing Aaron Stevens. I love seeing uh, Eli Drake and James Storm. We're talking about 
James Storm. Eli Drake mm. is, to me, is just fantastic. You know, I don't want to hear him talk so much, and he's a great talker, but I don't want to hear him pontificate so much. But but James Storm is – Rob has an ongoing feud with Eli Drake. <laughs> the yeah. Well, Joe's uh, – uh, um, um, I see CBS Twitter accounts is my A. His Facebook accounts is, is wide open, you know. But uh, uh, James Storm is one of the most prolific tag team wrestlers of all time. He's won eight World Tag Team Championships, more than the Rock and Roll Express. He's one of the greatest. So this is like the the, the buy for me is I don't see one of the greatest uh, tag team technicians in the history of wrestling since since the world was was created, bruh. Since the foundations of the world to lose to a tag team with a guy who's very very green, though he's big and physical. So that's like the 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 belief mechanism that, that triggers me here, and then uh, uh, and and just you know I don't know I mean there, there there's some good and there's some bad there. It's not Kratos' fault, you know. We'll, we'll see. I think Aaron Stevens can do a lot with this. It's probably probably not Aaron Stevens' fault either, you know. Truth be told, so. Uh, well, Rob, I, I think you're you're hitting on something important here because I, I even wanted to do this for a second. That if we're giving, you know, we're playing devil's advocate, giving the benefit of the doubt, whatever you want to call it. Um, well, first things first, no, nothing we're saying here. I don't think any of the three of us have a problem with Kratos, like in a dark alley, face to face, or even on this show where he can't reach us. Hopefully, um, <laughs> I don't think I don't think we have a problem with Kratos. Um, I. I liked him. I if you go back to the the after show where he fought Mike Bennett, I was like, this guy is fantastic. Like this is a big boy. Like he is cool. He does great in the ring. Like I, I was a fan of Kratos. I'm I'm certain that the people pulling the strings saw that exact same thing, and that's why he was the guy in this match. On top of that, you are dealing with the fact that, like those of us who know uh, behind the scenes information and that sort of thing, I mean, not like we have like any extra insight. I'm saying, like, if you read the rumors and the stories and those things out on public wrestling websites, I mean, James Storm is obviously shopping around constantly. Hell, he was on Impact tonight. Um, there might be the concern that the titles do have to move. So I want to give like those things. Um, I want, I want to address that. Like, I mean, we know that those are circumstances that are taking place. All of that said, I still am not sure that this was the right move. Like, I still don't feel confident about it. Like I, I don't, it just it feels like a quick decision and out of nowhere and there's no storyline basis for it uh as will said like maybe even if Aaron Stevens had been promoting himself as searching for a tag team partner up until this moment it would have even felt like here's something but it was just kind of Aaron Stevens has been talking about the question mark and it sort of feels like a slide against the question mark that you're like, I believe in this character and this is a character that will sell and I'm not going to bring him in. Like I'm going to build it up that it is him. And then I'm going to pull the rug out from underneath you. It's, it's a, 
I, I, I just don't follow. I don't follow the, the reasoning right. here. And not to pull back the curtain too much again, not that we have access behind the curtain, but you, you, we, there are things, there are factors at play here that we don't know. It may be that, that, uh, that people involved in this particular storyline may want to move on from this into other directions and all that. But it's just like, as when you're got to be sensitive to the fact that the question mark was big, man, he was over like Rover, you know what I'm saying? So you got to be sensitive to that and acknowledging that I don't know everything. I guess all we're saying, if anybody's listening out there who, who are power makers, all, I'm, all we're saying is that we cared about this 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 question mark. We care about it. He 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 he's very entertaining. He makes us believe, uh, even though he's from the the country of Mongrovia, which doesn't appear on any map because of you know science and and cartography has isn't hasn't caught up with that. Yet. But but we we love this. we love the question mark. We love the question mark, but you know, go, like what you're saying, Gary. We're why, looking why at are you laughing, Will. He's a doctor, so oh, no, I, yeah, I, tr- I trust everything he says. Are you a doctor? Kind of. <laughs> uh, if I remember correctly, Aaron Stevens and the question mark could not defeat the Rock and Roll Express. And granted, they're one of the greatest tag teams of all time, but they've got fewer matches. In front of them than behind them, whereas Eli Drake and James Storm are, though veterans, still very much stars on the ascent. And two of the biggest, like you were saying, Gary, when Eli Drake and James Storm come to the ring, they come to the ring with authority. You know what I mean? They come yep. to the ring like these guys are superstars. They cannot. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like Doggone Elijah Burt said. They will not, cannot, shall not. Good God, Daddy, be moved. You know what I mean? They can't be. Ooh, no, you, you can't tell me. You can't tell me that like anybody tuning in that saw James Storm and Eli Drake walk out with those tag team titles, even with their little goofy deli promo or whatever. <laughs> like it, it was those guys. They're superstars. They're superstars individually, and they make a great team. Or at least they knew exactly what it took to like transform themselves into a team and they put forth that effort. They looked legit. They looked real. And I would have put those two up against anybody. The problem is now, and I'm not saying you can't take Aaron Stevens and Kratos and turn them into a cool story. I'm not saying that they, you know, six months from now, I'm not like Aaron Stevens and Kratos are the greatest tag team that ever existed. Maybe, you know, it's just I don't know that there's any way I can tell you right now that I feel comfortable about right. it. Right, and, and I see, uh, you know, a, a, a Alliance blog always has good insight in this, and the, the, I see the commenter, maybe talents are no longer with the NWA. All that, you know, all that's a factor, but that doesn't mean that, that doesn't mean that you can't at least pass the belts to to a, a team that I think like like. I think of James Storm again. This is an eight-time world tag team champion. Seven before the Lane One era, eight during the current era. This is a great tag team artist here. A great tag team artist. But there are people in his history that would make more sense than Kratos. And again, no shade on Kratos. Kratos, this might turn out to be a great team. Okay, so again, like we all said, this is not this is not on them. So let's get that straight. I I I, I wish them both well because I because when they do well, the NWA will do well. But you think 
you think of uh, 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 James Storms' history, you've got guys like Bobby Roode out there. Or if you can't go that high, there is other talent out there that's very available. Who does James Storm have a long, illustrious history with? Who does he really, really respect? Chase Stevens. You bring Chase Stevens in to be the question mark. You can't prove it because you can't prove it by him, right? Chase Stevens come out. He and James Storm had history. That right there to me, that sells. Like I'm like, oh my gosh. This great rival of James Storm comes in to join Aaron Stevens. That's a tag team I can buy into. Now I may be able to buy into this too. So the truth, so I'm just saying we're just we're just out here fantasy booking, you know. Yeah, I was about to say. I mean, the thing is, is we're all out here fantasy booking. So like, I mean, you know, anybody listening or watching or whatever, you know, like again, we always love the NWA, and, and so we get it. There are circumstances even we can't understand, and so you're trying to do the best you can with what you have. I mean, for me. Like I, people, I'm sure the chat room will let me have it right now, but I'm just going to come out and say it. I'd have taken like uh, above this. I'd have taken like the freaking real buddy bros or the bodega. Uh, That's exactly what I was going to say. I'm saying like, (laughs) so another pet peeve of mine that I, it's been no secret is I don't like tag teams that don't make sense. And I don't like them in general, much less when they hold gold. That doesn't that does not sit well with me. So I would have much rather seen our boy Danny Limelight and the Bodega just come out and say, "Hey, we we we've gone after the UWM belts. Uh, now we're going to go after the NWA tag belts, or you know, the Real Money Brothers, like you just mentioned, a team like that, or the Wolf Zaddies. It's like a UWM team. I would have been way more." Uh, invested in and and I would believed it a lot more and we know that that's a possibility I mean the NWA women's championship is around the waist of somebody signed to AEW so they're not they're not you know concerned with it being specifically on people that are signed to the promotion of the NWA so I mean that could have been a way more believable scenario for me to see the belt change hands for that if it needed to change hands for reasons that we don't know so I just think that there was a lot of options that they could have gone with to Rob's point. There was other tag teams they could have gone with and, and maybe they'll sell me on this and I'll be open to it. Like I'm not closed off to it. I, I want to see where this goes. I, I want, I want them to continue to tell this story. Um, and if this is a transitional thing and maybe we'll get our wish that we're talking about right now, uh, next week or two weeks from now or something like that. But, uh, and, and maybe this was just to bridge a gap between that. Um, well, well, listen, none there was, of us there's are, other, are, other routes they could have gone. None of us are like walking away right now. Like we're not about to tell you right now that uh, we're, we're not covering the NWA anymore. Like we're done with them. It's, it's <laughs> not that none of us are, uh, are, are finished with the national wrestling Alliance, but far from it. No, we're with it. We just uh, we 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 have <laughs> opinions on uh, what's going on. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it just I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I got called up in our uh, the the Yeti like <laughs> the, my, the Yeti <laughs> the Yeti movie. Randy Savage. He's great. He is. Sorry, we have a night rider. Speaking of math, guys, (laughs) he was my favorite. 
Oh man, where uh, I, I uh, I'm, is there I'm more sure show to talk about? There is, there is. Let's talk about Randy Mulkey. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, okay, all right, but seriously, uh, so. We spent enough time talking about the NWA championship match, and we can throw to you guys to talk more about it if you guys want to at the end of this. But the main event of this show was the finals or the, the next semifinal match for the UWN heavyweight championship, which was Sean Devari and uh, Mike Bennett. And y'all, listen, I'm just throwing this out there. I said it last week. I said it. I, I felt it again this week from his promo to him walking in the ring. I love Sean Devari. That guy is not done. That guy deserves a spot. That guy, I feel like, got freaking caught up in uh, typecasting on like what he should be, and uh, that dude's legit. Sean Navari is awesome. I love Mike Bennett as well. Clearly, from the conversation we had on the show that you guys can go back in the archives and check out, um, all of that, uh, I was already in love with him, and this is one of the matches I was ultimately looking forward to. And then, as if Doc Stinson might have had any questions, they show they throw up a promo of Mike Bennett, and he makes a goddamn Hamilton reference <laughs> in the middle of it. Oh <laughs> and, gosh! And then, and and then, then we couldn't get like, him. We couldn't get him in front row to shut up after that. <laughs> That's it. Mike Bennett just told it. That's it. <laughs> we we, uh, we knew going in uh, that we already liked him, but the Hamilton re- reference sealed it. Uh, so so the story of the match is, is basically Bennett hits that spear early, wrecks his shoulder. He can't lift Davari for the Hail Mary, and thus begins these guys struggling. And struggle they did. These guys went at it. It was a great match between these two dudes. Sean Navari, God bless him. He is a fantastic wrestler. Mike Bennett is a fantastic wrestler. These guys gave it their all. And I, I mean, I, I just, I was totally invested in this matchup happening. Uh, but there you have it in the middle of the ring. Uh, long story short, it rolls in there. And uh, Mike Bennett goes for, I think, the Hail Mary like two more times. Finally able to nail it. Uh, no, he does it through a table outside the ring which steals the deal for Sean, like rolls him in the ring, hits tail Mary again, gets the one, two, three, and Mike Bennett advances to the finals to, you know, not to uh, toot our own horn, but to, to, we predicted it, Mike Bennett versus the Dirty Daddy Chris Dickinson in the finals uh, for the UWN World's Heavyweight Championship. And honestly, I mean, you want to talk about as much as we've been this entire time, that's the right move. That's a match I want to see. I got to see it. That's a match that deserves a whole freaking show. Like that's that's the one. But anyway, Doc, I, I hear you over there hooting and hollering. How'd you feel about right. this one? Well, you shouldn't have called it a world's heavyweight championship because it's not a heavyweight <laughs> championship. It's not a world's championship. It's a okay. point A. It is it is a it's a very important championship, and all the more important that these two guys who we predicted would be in the finals are now in the finals. Again, I popped front row popped when he started uh, quoting Hamilton. In fact, me and uh, me and front row had a whole 
we had a whole duet in our Discord right when this went off. Of course, my heart was broken having come off right after the, the tag team match. And uh, all I was thinking was, uh, dear my question mark, what to say to you? You know, we was over here singing, man, just uh, serenading one another, man. But uh, that that aside, great match, man. Great match. One number, either number this. Obviously, the Dickinson, I said it earlier, roster match was my favorite. This one may have been number two, number three, depending on how I'm feeling about the uh, Lacey Ryan Vipers match at the moment. This was one of the top three matches of the night. If it were on another show, it probably would have been number two. Um, Mike Bennett scared me at first when he you know, injured that shoulder in the spear right at the very beginning minutes until it's like, oh, wait a second, hold it. It felt I legit, thought, yeah. It was legit, man. I was like, dude, man, this, this, Mike Bennett might not win this. They're going to bust our brackets. And uh, he pulled it out in a, in a really, really great 15-minute match. Uh, and uh, I love my favorite part of this, except for the match itself. I love, I love at the end, Mike Bennett, right before that beautiful UWN championship belt, which is a beautiful belt. It's a beautiful belt. If you guys haven't seen it, you got um, to get on there and look at a picture of this amazing title. And uh, no doubt, like Annie Limelight said in our interview with him, um, whoever holds that belt, they have every right to call it a, whatever kind of belt they want to call it. They want to call it a world belt. They earn the right to do that. And he looked at that belt like that was the thing he most wanted on earth, and it's a beautiful championship. So I cannot wait to see Dixon versus Mike Bennett. This match right here is what we call in this podcast a prize fight. 100%. I see Will pointing in the camera. I, I, I want to point out, like you you brought up an interesting point as I throw to Will here. Uh, Mike Bennett walked back, like looking at that belt as what I think if I, if I could tell the story of this matchup, Mike Bennett looked at that belt as though I need that belt. I have to win this belt. Chris Dickinson walked back by that belt too by the way, and looked at that thing as though I own that belt. I deserve that belt. That's the difference. difference. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, Dickinson Dickinson walked by that belt like I deserve that belt. Bennett walked by that belt like I need that belt. It's a big difference, a very important difference. I deserve it versus I need it. Yeah, no, that's a hundred percent what I'm going for. Is uh, will will I mean it looked that way? It looked like Mike Mike Bennett has something to prove. He needs this win. He has to prove it. Dickinson, in this, in a sense, does also, but he's just like, I am the uncrowned king of this promotion. Like that is my title. And uh, anyway, uh, talk, talk, talk about this matchup. How'd you feel about Davari versus Bennett and where you think this is headed? Oh man, the match itself was great. Um, the, the feeling after the match that I had um, was akin to what you guys are talking about in terms of being really excited for this finals match. I think both of these guys, um, they want it. Uh, this is a true prize fight. It's two guys who have uh, battled through this tournament. Um, but I will say this, and I'll go on record, and Rob's not here right now because he's taking a break, But uh, so don't tell him I said this, but I'm changing my pick, man. I'm changing. I've been saying Chris Dickinson the whole time, 
and I just feel like after what I've seen the past couple of weeks and in this tournament so far, Mike Bennett's got to win this title, man. He's got to win it. Uh, he 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 took a hard loss to to Nick Aldis in Week One of UWN Primetime Live in that NWA World's Title match, um, a match that we had been anticipating for a long time. And uh, and after seeing this this tournament now in in its entirety, um, I just really do think Mike Bennett has to win this title. Um, I think he's got the I think he's got the most to lose. Um, and, and the most to gain, I think, uh, it doesn't hurt Chris Dickinson at all to come this far and not get the title. Um, but I think, uh, you know, it, 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 I wouldn't say it would hurt Mike Bennett and the trajectory of his career, but I I do think, uh, it's a must win match for him. He's got to come out of this as the UWN champion. Um, I think it's going to mean more if he does that. Um, I think it's going to set up maybe a long-term feud with him and Chris Dickinson because those two guys, just from what I've seen, uh, it's one of those things, and and this doesn't happen, sadly, a lot in in professional wrestling nowadays, but, like, I'm ready to see those two guys fight. You know what I mean? I've seen a lot of of Chris Dickinson uh, between his UWN matches, the Bloodsport match with John Moxley that was an incredible match. Uh, I've seen a lot of Mike Bennett in his his build up to the the Nick Aldis match, and then the the subsequent matches he's had in and on Primetime Live, and so now I'm like I'm like salivating to see these two guys fight for that belt, um, and so but but I, I, I'm I'm changing my pick, man. I think Mike Bennett walks out of this as the champ just after seeing how all this goes, and I will say this too. One of the things that I noted in this match tonight that we don't talk about a lot. Mike Bennett is an incredible seller in professional wrestling. I mean, there was one, I can't remember exactly what the move was, but he was outside the ring. He fell into the ring. And I mean, he literally looked like he was, he had just like crumpled. And I was like, dude, that, that was authentic wrestling right there. Like that was, and and he's just, he's a top notch guy. He hasn't, gotten near the recognition or credit that he deserves. And I think he comes out of this tournament as the first ever UWN champion. Listen, dude, I'm, I'm watching this thing and uh, you know, I had this discussion in the discord with some folks. And if you guys aren't a part of the discord, you should definitely join us. Uh, hit one of us up. We'll, we'll send you the invite, join the discord. We have these discussions all the time. Um, but um, man, I, I'm like looking at this and and thinking one of the cool things that I've I've gathered from UWN has been like, yeah, there's the people that I didn't know about beforehand. There's the, uh, you know, with, with all due respect, I mean, there's who I'd list first is like a a Kratos or uh, maybe take a step up and do the real money bros or uh, Lacey Ryan. I mean, even I, I think I picked up first from UWN primetime live. And then there's the Chris Dickinson who I'm like, this guy, where the hell is this guy been? Like this guy is a legit superstar that is not on any major promotion, right? There's those guys. And then there's, uh, the folks like a Fred Rosser or a Mike Bennett who you see every single day and you're like, those guys were in the limelight. Those guys were a part of a major promotion and somebody 
freaking miss the boat with these dudes because they kill it every single night they're out there they just like murder like they're just they are the best of the best and you can't tell me otherwise they are amazing specimens and wrestlers and just like they are top notch Mike Bennett's one of those. Uh, and so it almost even feels like you could take that part of it too to add into this feud. Like a Chris Dickinson is like on the come up. Like, hey man, I've worked my ass off. I'm here. I am the champion. And Mike Bennett's like, no, I've been working my ass off. I've been to the top and I'm back down. And like now I've got to establish myself. Like I have the... I don't know, man. It, it's just so crazy. Like I'm watching this thing and I'm like, there's, there, there is Rob. You, you mentioned this. There's, there's a difference between the two. And maybe you could expound on this. There's a Chris Dickinson who's working his way up, who is a ultimate badass who thinks he's ready and he is ready. He should be the champion. Probably right. And there's a Mike Bennett. Who's like, I've been in it. I've seen it. I have the heart. I'm still hanging in there. I need this to decide that everything I've worked for my whole life is worth it. Like this is prize fight wrestling. I mean, this is it. Yeah. He been, and we've said this and now we all agree here. We've got a unanimous vote on, uh, the NWA podcast that, uh, uh, that, uh, Mike Bennett's going to win this belt, okay? That doesn't mean, it does not mean at all that Chris Dickinson is not ultimately going to win this belt because you look at Dickinson and I see the makings of the perennial UWN franchise player, okay? There's something about it, and I don't know what it is about what you might call heels. I don't like to use that word a lot, but those guys that have that killer instinct, that killer instinct seems to give them the edge a lot of times. Right now, Mike Bennett's really, really hungry. Once he satisfies and satiates that hunger, turns his attitude or turns his eyes towards Nick Aldis in the most coveted trophy of all, that's when Dickinson slips in there. And that's when you finally see Dickinson become what Ric Flair was. You see Dickinson become that six, seven, eight, nine, ten time UWN champion. And you have uh, a guy like Mike Bennett as the perennial foil, the Dusty Rhodes to, or the Ricky Steamboat to the Ric Flair. So I see, I see Mike Bennett winning this. He just, he has to win it. You know, it's, it'd be cool. And, 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 uh, and Dickinson's hungry for it too. And he wants it, but Bennett needs it. Okay. And after this, though, all bets are off. After this, I think we're, we're heading right now. We are on the, we're in the dawn of the age of Dickinson when it comes to UWM time. Yeah, everything I'm saying, there's no chance that Chris Dickinson is not one day your UWN heavyweight champion. He 100% will be. Do I think he's in the mindset that he's going to beat Mike Bennett? I don't know. Like, I think Mike Bennett, Mike Bennett will out. I, I, I don't know another way to put it. Like, Mike Bennett could out heart him. Like, it just, like, it just is that way but yeah i mean and, and 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 i'm looking at our chat room right now like uh uh dave scooby dickinson's a better as a contender with something to prove than a champion right now um 
Ezra uh, saying, agree 100%. Gary Dickinson's got all the tools to be one of the biggest stars out there. He's got the look great on the mic in the ring and is intense. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. It's a tough call. And that's what you want. I mean, that's the thing. That's, that's exactly this tournament has worked out exactly the way that it's supposed to work out. Because now we're in it. Now we're at the finals. And these two guys, somebody has to win the championship. Which one's it going to be? You don't know. I don't know. Like, that. that's what makes it good. That's And, and that both of these guys are going to be better because of this. Both of these guys are going to be elevated because of this. You know what I mean? This is... <laughs> This is a, a, going to be a great match, man. I'm almost giddy about this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. It's 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 beautiful. Like they, both these guys deserve it. They've earned it. They bust their ass. I mean, you're you're talking about Chris uh, Chris Dickinson. Like I mean, you made this reference to Flair, and as as you were talking, Rob, I was I was. I don't know. Like I got lost in it. And I was thinking about. It. I was like, "That's such a weird comparison." I'm like, "It's really not." But it's it's like if Flair was like modern day. Like I mean, I I I buy it, dude. Like I buy that Chris Dickinson could be that guy. Like Chris Dickinson is a freaking brick house of a dude, and he is skilled. Like he is so talented in mixed martial arts. In professional wrestling, like Greco-Roman wrestling, like he is judo, jujitsu, whatever. Like this guy is a legit competitor, and he's confident. He's super confident in who he is, and he knows what he's done and the work he's put in. Like modern day, that's what Ric Flair would be. Like it would be the guy that's like, I know I'm this good. And you haven't put in what I've put in into this. Like, you can't beat me. Uh, I mean, it, modern day, that's exactly what Ric Flair would be. So it's, while it might sound crazy to some, as you were saying that, I was like, no, this is, this is perfect. Like, I mean, Chris Dickinson legitimately holds that potential. Sometimes Rob makes a lot of sense, you know? Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes it's tough. Well, I'll tell you what makes a lot of sense for us is that next week coming up, I mean, they didn't announce that we're going to get those finals yet. So we're going to have to build up to it. Chris Dickinson versus Mike Bennett for the UWN world's heavyweight championship. But what we do know for certain is that our boy friend of the podcast and one of our favorite wrestlers, I think, Danny Limelight is going to be in competition next week on UWN Primetime Live. We love that guy. and We can't wait to see him. Ray Rosas is defending the Hollywood Heritage Championship. He will be back uh, in competition. I, I can't even fathom to amount what else uh, or, or to announce what, what else is going to be going on in this show. But the important one to mention right now is, is do you guys remember when Ruby Rays co competed last time on the show? And we were like, Ruby Rays is a badass. Like, Ruby Rays is super cool. She's like hanging out in the California area, like just killing it on the indie scene. 
Well, she's going to have to prove it right now because she is next week taking on the American Kaiju, Lindsay Snow. And, uh, well, if you don't listen to this podcast, you don't know, but let us introduce you to the American Kaiju. Lindsay Snow is top notch, a, a badass MFer. Lindsay Snow is legit. And uh, if you watch Bloodsport, she won the whole thing for her tournament. Like, if you've watched wrestling in general, if you watch, uh, I don't think her episode ever even came out of Circle Squared, but she dominated there. Lindsay Snow, the American Kaiju, is debuting on UWN Primetime Live. And, I, and I'm and i a fan of Ruby Rays, but you're in trouble. That's all I'm saying. If you have learned anything, and we, 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 we're, we're just a bunch of guys, man. We're just buds talking about wrestling, man. We try to add something and try to maybe convey a little bit of information and, and spread some knowledge and spread while we're spread love and all that. But if you've learned anything from this show, I hope you've learned a couple things. One, the NWA is a meta promotion. Okay. And B, <laughs> Lindsay Snow, whenever Lindsay Snow is involved, it's the Super Bowl. She came, I'm talking about a hair breath away from winning the birth of Thunder Rose. I was there. Now, my, my man Front Row is going to be at Mission Pro here next month. He and, and Mrs. Front Row. Unfortunately, we're not going to – that's the one we're not going to be at. We're going to be covering a matchup in uh, Grimsley, Tennessee, when the uh, the NWA World Champion with the 10 pounds are going to be on the line. We're going to be there, so I won't be able to get to that one. Of course, I will be back the following month in Mission Pro. But, uh, again, Lindsey Snow, man. Got to. If you don't know, you best know. You best believe. Lindsay Snow is one of the best. She is one of my favorite in the world. Not because she's got a cool look, which she does. Not because she's super nice and awesome, which she is. It's because she has earned our respect. When she goes out there, she leaves everything, everything on the mat. And she's earned our respect. She is one of the greatest in the world, and she is the once and future queen of professional wrestling. That's hundred percent right. I mean, Will, you know, you've seen her. You saw her face Thunder Rosa. Like uh, she was a hair away from being the NWA Women's Championship. We saw her on Bloodsport. She defeated uh, her whole tournament. Worked her way through the brackets, ended up facing Allison K and defeating Allison K and winning the uh, Bloodsport trophy there. I mean, like, Lindsay Snow is no joke. Yeah, it feels weird that this is just like, uh, it, well, it's not, but, uh, you know, a casual match with nothing on the line. I mean, <laughs> you know, Lindsay Snow, every time I've seen her, uh, in the ring, it's it feels important. I mean, it feels like a, a fight, and a lot of that's her her grappling and her just intensity. And so, going into next week, if you haven't seen Lindsay Snow, um, just buckle up because it, it's gonna be it's gonna be intense. It's gonna be a hard fought match. It's gonna be uh, one of those matches that keeps you. Uh, plugged in, engaged, because she is, as Rob said, she's on a different level, and she is uh, 
tune in next week because you're going to want to see every match you can now because, uh, you know, again, as Rob said, sometimes he's right. Uh, this is one of those scenarios. Uh, you're going to be seeing a lot and hearing a lot about her um, because she's she's uh, she's got a rocket on her back as far as I'm concerned in women's wrestling. And um, I, I'm I'm super excited for next week. If there is a wrestling god, if there is a uh, like just someone could, who could oversee all of professional wrestling, one thing I know from Mission Pro that I will eternally be jealous for uh, of Rob for is that Mission Pro Hell Hath No Fury where Lindsay Snow took on Thunder Rosa because that feels like the ultimate. I mean, you can preach at me all day, brother. You can tell me all day who should have been, who could have been, who the women's champions were. Uh, if you don't follow me on any of my other stuff, I do a show called at cinema underscore shock. That's the Twitter. That's the Instagram, everything. Cinema shock. Right now we're doing a Batman series. We just started it. And coming up, we're doing the Dark Knight. And what I'm telling you is, I know all that sounds like it doesn't make much sense, but what I'm telling you is, is there's a moment where the Batman has the Joker and the Joker looks at Batman and says, I feel like you and me were destined to do this for the rest of our lives. And I want that to be Thunder Rosa and Lindsay Snow, because like I feel like those two women, like they should be competing for all of the championships, for all of the titles, for all of the accolades, until they're 70. Like, like those two women are the best in the business right now. And I'm worried that eventually, you know, they got to do what they got to do. And there's companies that won't appreciate the amount of talent, the amount of raw potential that exists in those women. But right now, Rob knows. Rob was there. Rob saw it live. Rob saw it front row. In person, you saw Lindsay Snow at Thunder Row, Rob. I'm gonna tell you this right here behind me. There's this beautiful playbill from this historic event. There's only a handful of people that got this, by the way. Sign three of them are in this room, one of them's in the chat. There's only about six or seven of these in existence. But this is it right here, guys. Watch, learn, listen. Thunder Rosa, Lindsay Snow. That's and then and then you got. The people that they're elevating, you know, your Burt Dixons, your Rachel Roses, your Maddie Winkowskis. Women's wrestling, my man. Gosh, they're looking. Things are looking, looking very, very bright. Very bright. Hell, man. You could argue that it's looking as bright or brighter than men's wrestling. So, hey, dude. It's 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 looking good. All right. Well, we've gone long past midnight. We are hanging out here. We all have all of our lives to get to. So thank you, everybody. David Valentine, I see you right now. Roxas79, uh, Front Row, uh, Stephen Wyand, Rosville, um, Ezra, Woodland Goblin, Dave, like all, all of you guys who, who are here with us right now, we want to thank you so much, like le legitimately. Like we, we would... We would not matter as a show if you guys didn't show up to participate in this. So we are eternally grateful to you. So never let that slip by. We we appreciate you. Uh, 
we're going to uh, have to close this thing out eventually. So, Will, tell everybody where they can find you on all the socials. Uh, right here. At Hey, It's Will. Hit me up. Yeah, Rob. Are you at This Is Dr. Sisson on all the stuff? On every doggone social media out, you can find Christian Mingle, Doggone Farm, Tic Tac, Facebook, MySpace. Uh, I'm... Uh, yeah, all of them, man. Twitter, shoot, find me. Then I'm on LinkedIn, bro. Mm. Look at that thing down there. Hit that like button. Make sure you hit subscribe. Hey, if you got friends out there who use YouTube ever, like just as a favor to us, tell them to go hit subscribe. It means a lot to us, whether or not they're like super into this, like steadily following along to everything. Eventually. Like if we hit enough subscribers, it means that we can keep this thing going and our, our families don't think we're just idiots sitting in a basement doing this thing. So uh, it would it would be super helpful. Also, if you want to help out with that, manscaped.com. You can use the promo code NWAPOD to get 20% off and free shipping right now. This is a perfect Christmas gift. For the uh, man in your life, the Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months perfecting precision tools for your family jewels. Like, they they help you trim it up. Like, you're, you're thinking, like, oh, my sex life is dead. Like, I, I don't think anything's going to happen anymore because it's all covered in bushes. Well, you can clear it up. <laughs> Will, Will, you seem so disappointed. But you could. Just go we to Manscaped.com. No, oh, no, listen, you you guys know, we all know, we're all dudes, we're all hairy, like, we get it, manscaped.com, promo code, code NWAPOD gets you 20% off and free shipping, get that stuff, man, every, every dude wants it, I swear to God, they do, and uh, nobody wants to talk about it, we're, we're brave enough to talk about it, you gotta go over there and hit them up. Also, you can visit our online store at nwafam.com. You can get cool shirts like these little designs right down here that you can see with the, the wrestling figures and prize fight wrestling and all kinds of stuff. Hey, if you want to support the show, this is the way to do it. This is this is how we do it. Uh, there's tons of ways uh, for you to go over there and just uh, buy us a beer, like contribute like just a little two or three bucks or whatever. We appreciate all of you. 100% we do. And I promise you, anybody who contribute just goes right back into the show and uh, making it so that we can have streams just like this to talk to you guys and promote you as much as us on uh, the uh, pro wrestling discussion. Basically Uh, we are always live on <laughs> Thanks. Voltastic. Thank you, Rosville. Uh, that is 100% true. It is manscaped.com, promo code NWA pod. It is Voltastic. <laughs> you got to go. check out uh, on uh, um, uh, the NWA uh, great rivalries, uh, Nick Allison and Tim Storm, man. The champ gives a phenomenal, phenomenal promo for Manscaped that you must. It's absolute essential viewing. So no one can sell like a champion. That's true.
I'm trying to focus my camera, and it seems to... By pissing it off? No, it, it likes this when I do it. All right. Anyway, thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. We love you guys. We are eternally grateful to you all. Uh, at Hans Will, at This is Gary Horde, at This is Dr. Stinson. Uh, the show is at The NWA Pod on anything like Instagram, Twitter, all the stuff. Go check it out. We hope we see you again. We'll be back live on Sunday to just talk wrestling in general. So anything you have about wrestling you want to talk about, bring it on Sunday because that's when we do it. All the news, all the rumors, that's when we go all in for like three hours we hang out with you guys. So please do it. Make sure you hit subscribe. Make sure you hit that bell uh, so that it alerts you when we go live. And hit the like button on our videos. We would greatly appreciate it. But until Sunday, enjoy your gravy cake.